Welcome to the Fitness Oracle. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Samantha Bakopoulos. She's a two-time best-selling cookbook co-author and has sold over 25,000 cookbooks worldwide. Since 2009, she has been sharing the benefits of the Mediterranean diet with her sisters on TV, radio, and events all over the world. Her and her sisters are fondly known as the three Greek sisters and are ambassadors of Greek food in Canada. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, John. It's a pleasure to be on here with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I hope uh, last Monday I wasn't too hard with you uh, with the uh, kettlebell classes. Right? No, you were good. It was a good uh, introductory class for me, that is for sure. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to doing it again. I think it's a great full body workout. So it was good. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how did you and your sisters come by the nickname, the three Greek sisters? Um, honestly, we kind of um, presented ourselves that way because we are the title of our books, like our series is like three sisters back to the beginning, three sisters around the Greek table. And we knew that when we were going to try to get this, this branding out into the public and the world and the media that we needed something to represent ourselves with. And we're three sisters and we're Greek. And before us, there really hadn't been a lot of Greek representation um, in the, in the foodie world. So we really wanted to make sure that that was in there. It was important to us to, you know, to have that distinction that we weren't just sisters. Like we were, we were also Greek in Canada and we were sharing our delicious food with, with the world. So we kind of coined it ourselves and it stuck really, really well. <laughs> so we took our branding from that afterwards and that, that was it. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, mm -hmm. So tell me, how can the Mediterranean diet help somebody who does it really know about the Mediterranean diet? Mm -hmm. Well, the Mediterranean is very heart healthy and very simple to follow because you just basically follow seasonal, seasonal um, like fruits and vegetables. So you, you think of it that way. Now, um, you know, there have been a lot of studies about the Mediterranean diet and its origins from Crete, you know, people living for many, many years in Crete. Now we know they have a lot of sun, and the ocean to help them live longer and the happiness from there. But they were also eating what they realized in their studies. They were eating a lot of fish, a lot of meat, a lot of nuts and legumes and things like that. So it's really about um, balanced, balanced uh, food and seasonal food. So you want to just keep with what's flowing at the markets right now. That's what you want to see on your plate. Um, how colorful can your plate be? Let's go with that. Like if you're looking at brown, brown, and brown, that's probably a sign of a lot of meat, carbs, and breads, right? Like we want it, we want to really explore those beautiful, like cruciferous vegetables, like the colors, the rainbow. You want to see that on your plate. And that's the Mediterranean diet because just think of like what does the sun touch? Like that's that's kind of how I see it. And what I love truly about just following a simple um, cuisine basically is that something that's that healthy that uses olive oil, which is also heart healthy. You don't have to really think about caloric intake as much. You can really just enjoy a beautiful meal and finish that whole plate up and, um, and feel good about what you've put into your body. And it's not about the calories. It's about pure enjoyment. And um, I find it one of the easiest diets to follow. Cool. So it's not just like gyro and feta cheese. 
Souvlaki. <laughs> right? That is for sure the fast food rendition of Greek living, right? But we know there's so much more. Like we Greeks, they have so many vegetables. And if you if you were to think of what is a Greek eat, well, you would think, yeah, exactly. Souvlaki, you know, is lamb. Well, like we don't have lamb every day. <laughs> we have that at Easter, you know, like it's not really as it's portrayed in a restaurant. Like we have so many beautiful, beautiful vegetables and, and vegetarian meals. So, cool. yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. So what was the hardest thing that you had to face when you were writing your books? Um, well, okay. There were a few things, but I would say um, working with sisters is something that you have to you have to figure out right from the get-go right like you grow up in a household and you kind of know your role always there's birth order we we all know about what birth order does to who you are right so now you've now you've added business into the mix so you have to be careful and you have to really figure out what is your role what does what is a role that everyone naturally gravitates towards and so if there was ever an overlapping um, that would be like, okay, how can we figure this out? We got to sort through this because we all want to have um, an equal appreciation in this venture. Like it was a business venture and we wanted to make sure we all felt equal. So you have to be really transparent. You have to really talk through things. Um, so that would be one challenge. Like, you know, we have to travel now together. You have to travel with your sisters. We love each other to bits. Don't get me wrong. But if, you know, if you're always stuck on the, the crappy bed, <laughs> you know, you might get annoyed. So it's really niggly things, like just silly stuff. Um, there was nothing like, I have to say, when I actually came up with the idea of writing the book, it just kind of came to me one day. And when I told my sisters, it was a really neat energy that came around it. And so anything that got in the way we were driven by something greater because we really 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 felt passionate about a message we had to give to the world we really wanted to share our cuisine with others we know it's special and when we started it as you know what we're going to write a book and it's going to be a legacy for our children and we're just going to pass on or we're going to we're going to hang on to the the traditional recipes that our parents wrote and what happens to all the dessert recipes when someone passes away? Like, let's document this stuff. It started like that. It's really humble. But when we started to do a bit of research and thought about it, something changed and there was a shift in our energy. And we were like, there's something bigger driving this. And no matter what, no matter who gets the best bed at this layover or who gets the front seat, these are such small things. Like we have a bigger vision to share with the world. So it didn't really matter. Like, and that is something I find if you find that spark in whatever you're doing, um, nothing can really stand in your way. Like you will be driven by that greater, that greater vision and goal. So that happened for us. So I don't really feel like we had a lot, a lot of tension. Um, really just very regular sibling things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned spark. Do you remember the exact time where that spark happened that it, it just it just clicked for you guys and you thought okay this is it we mm -hmm. need to do this can you can you uh elaborate a little bit more on that 
Yeah, like I definitely remember um, at that time when we when the idea came about, we were all living in different cities and we had met up at my sister Eleni's house in Kingston and we were all sitting around and enjoying a really good glass of wine. And I remember the moment where we were like, well, what would we call this book? And we, we started just brainstorming. Um, and through that discussion, we kind of, um, that's where a magic piece happened, that spark where we thought, you know what, like, this is actually really special. We're, it's the three of us, we said three sisters, what do we always do? What do we always remember about growing up? It was like, we always ate around the table together. We always had supper together, even though our parents had to, you know, immigrant parents, they had to work really, really hard, long hours. So, you know, from about 4.30 till sometimes when I was really young, they might've been coming home at two in the morning. Um, working. And um, we had to have a sacred time where we could see each other. And it was right after school and right before they'd leave for work. But we'd sit at that table together and we would talk. And without that piece, I don't think we would would be who we are today if we didn't have that connection together. And so once we started analyzing that about our life, because if you don't have the know-how to reflect on, you know, what you have, what your graces are in life, what you've been given, you don't step outside and look at that. You don't, you don't experience that gratitude. So like in that moment, when we had that conversation, we were so grateful for that in our life. We had that. So when it came into three sisters around the table and then we're like, well, it's also Greek. Like we're talking about Greek food. Let's add the word Greek in there. Three sisters around the Greek table. We were like, this is it. And this is a good message to share with people. So it just right then we knew. We knew we were doing it more now, not just for our kids, not just to keep track of recipes. We knew we, we had like a mission. We had a, a plan and we were going to go after it. Um, and then it just resonated so much with North Americans um, that we really, it just snowballed. We, we had to do very little after that. We, it was just everything kept flowing towards us. Um, it just, it was the right thing to do. Cool. Uh, did mm-hmm. you ever, did you ever feel like quitting? Oh, I would say in, um, some quiet moments, if we felt like when there was, if there was ever friction between us or between a vision, but for me, I, I personally never once ever once was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I just didn't see how I could possibly do away with something that felt bigger than myself and that I felt so lucky, so lucky to have been the sister, you know, within this sister mix that was doing it. I just, because I saw after we saw the people who we clearly had inspired, we were, we were seeing it and, you know, and so we knew we were creating that kind of movement. And to me, it was like, no, this is too special. I would never, I would never close this door ever. Good. That's very good. Not mm-hmm. A lot of people have the opportunity to, to see that, which is uh, really good and to stay focused. You've had some amazing success with these cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a moment where you had it slip away? Hmm. Interesting. Slip away. I would say on a personal level, I, I don't think it, it slipped away. It's that I had to, I personally had to step away as I started to grow a family and I had to pull away in parts that 
maybe I wasn't ready to pull away from, but on a personal level, I just had to step back a bit and take a more secondary role. And that was hard, but I was bringing in like new joy into my life. So I, I was never resentful for it, but I didn't really, I don't feel like, um, that it, it, the experience slipped away from me. Like we, we said yes to everything. We were so, it grew. Like we, we created the books. We started touring all over Canada. We had, you know, publications in Australia and Greece and, and interviews happening all the time. And every time I just remember thinking, this is amazing. This started from nothing. This is just an idea that now look at all these beautiful experiences. So I cherished them all very much. So I was very present in cherishing it all. Um, and then there was a lot of potential for more. And I would say maybe, you know what? I think talking through, maybe that is when I realized, oh, interesting, because we were, we were pretty confident we were going to take our vision to the television and have a show and, and get a show about three sisters. And there was just the timing was so off with the industry and with Greece that it put an end to that. And I felt something there uh, slip away that I was so sure was going to happen that it was time for Greek food to be on TV uh, and represented in a, in a great way and have a cooking show. And um, the doors did close there and that felt, that felt wrong. It felt wrong, but it was what was meant to be. So I would say maybe that in, in that moment, I did feel something. Did you do anything specific that helped you turn that around uh, in your life for you to, you know, kind um, of, Go ahead. Yeah, to just kind of move past it. Yeah. I I think in life when you have to choose how to react to a situation. So you can't really decide what happens to you, but you can choose how to react to it. And so in that moment I just was I I had to get bring myself to a place of peace and just be like obviously this is not meant to be and perhaps that is the greater good in a situation. Maybe um, this would have had, maybe this would have changed this and affected this. And this is the path I should be on right now. And so I embraced, it was around that time of uh, starting a family. I embraced enjoying being a mom and, and that whole, that whole part and said, maybe this is just what's meant to be right now. And what I've done has been amazing. And so that door is closed and it's okay for now. There's always, you know, you just never know what happens. So it's always for me a for now, for now, that's not happening and it's okay. That's good. You said, uh, you said once that you had, you said to me once actually that you had lost your focus and your vision. What brought it back? Yeah. So when I, I found this happened to me when, uh, during my like health and wellness business that I'm starting to run online and incorporating, you know, food elements and helping people live a healthier lifestyle. And I did find throughout my last three years of building that kind of a business, um, that it started with a humongous momentum and then it slowly started to um, fall apart and I wasn't sure what was happening. And I feel like um, in that moment, what I did is I just turned inward. I said, okay, something's happening here. I don't know. I can't control the outward right now. Things are slipping away and I don't know why. But what can I do right now for myself? And so I turned inward and I did so much reading, like 
personal development and reading um, what people have done before me is so important because they've been through it. So why not take wise words from someone else who's, who's experienced something? So I read a lot. I turned to um, top industry leaders who were doing similar things to me and accepted coaching from them and, and learned a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. And I really just committed to that kind of focus. And then I, um, I also did a lot of journaling. I started to write down things in my thoughts. And that is something that has helped a great deal for me. Like, um, especially writing down uh, statements like I am statements. So these are statements where you write what you aren't yet. You, you just, but you tell yourself what you're going to be. You can put your vision on paper. And the moment you kind of do that, you start to feel that as well. So you're putting, you know, that energy out there. Like I am whatever, whatever it is you want to be in your business. How successful do you want to be? How large do you want it to be? You can write that down on paper. And what will happen is you will either start to feel it right away or you'll, you'll start to realize you have a block somewhere. So as you write it, if it doesn't feel like you, you'll be like, oh my gosh, why don't I feel like I'm not feeling what I'm writing here. And then you can really piece what it is about you that's blocking it. And so through doing that for me, I was able to figure out where all my points of resistance were, like what I was resisting and kind of why things were falling apart. So for example, one thing is like a bit of a self-sabotage. I think a lot of people do that. You self-sabotage your life uh, or your whatever experience something's going well. And then you go into, well, I don't deserve that. So like, I got to start doing things now without even realizing it, that's going to make this go away. And that is something I realized about myself. And so when I started writing down the I am statements and I realized I wasn't feeling worthy for a certain amount of success. I, there, I wasn't valuing myself as much as I should have been. I thought I was, but when I started to write it down and I felt it in my gut that I was like, no, not really. I wasn't believing myself. Then I knew I had to work on that. So I turned to another book, another story, another, you know, like your podcasting is so great. You can hear someone's story and you can connect to it and relate to it and, and, and apply it to yourself. That's why it's so important to do these kinds of things because we learn and grow from each other. And so that's what, that's what helped me. That was kind of a turning point. I thought, okay, once you get rid of those things, you have to know yourself very well. Well, then we can start building back up and know what I want to attract. I know, I know what I want to come towards me now and it's coming. Like, that's the cool thing. It happens. It actually happens. <laughs> so, so, so po like positive affirmations for yourself. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other tips that you learned from that experience other than the positive affirmations? Um, I really, um, consistency. It's so big to just, when you feel something and you know there's something that you want, you've got to be consistent with the tasks to get there. So, you know, the I am journaling statements, that's really important. That's important for my mindset. That's important at the beginning of my day. But the next part of my day, I actually have to do the tasks that my business requires to get me to where I want to be so that that I am statement comes true. So like I have to actually, if my business requires talking to 10 people in a day and sharing to them about my passion, 
then I need to make sure I have my checklist out and I talk to 10 people in a day. Otherwise, you know, that that's not going to happen. It's not just going to come out of thin air. I have to back up my I am statements with the proper, the proper work. Um, the biggest thing though, is that with that I am statement and with um, the passion comes this joy about doing those things. If you're connected to what you're, what's driving you and you feel joy, joyful about it, then getting through that, that checklist is going to be joyful. And that is what's going to make you, make you do it. When I started to have the pieces crumble and my business kind of go a little bit south, I had lost all the joy in my daily tasks, like completely done. I did not, I did them because I was just like, well, this is what I need to do. But I felt nothing. I, I felt nothing about it. I had lost the purpose behind it. Um, and then once I started to um, work on who I was, what my vision was, I found my joy come back because I felt myself dreaming again. And I knew what I wanted to attract. All of a sudden, I started to have fun. I started to do my tasks in a joyful way because I focused on finding more joy. And so by finding more joy, well, what did I do? I started connecting with people who brought me joy. And then those connections led me to um, my business and it grew in that way. So it was so connected, my journey to all of that. Um, but it really came down to like, if you want me to go back, tell you the nutshell, it was like, it was journaling, it was consistency, and it was really finding my purpose and joy in what I was doing. Those three things I would say are like the nuggets of what I'm doing right now that are working for me consistently. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So uh, you mentioned earlier that you're in a health and wellness uh, business right now. What is that business right now? What are you doing right, right now? So right now I am, I'm helping others basically achieve um, a balance with their mind, their body, their soul. I want them to feel um, completely connected to all those three things. And we, I do that through proper nutrition. So I give them um, advice on, you know, nutrition products that they can use to get them through, you know, a, a certain meal of the day. Then I help them with their meal planning and give them great recipes that basically are following that Mediterranean diet, most of them. Um, and then I put them in a beautiful community of people who are like-minded, who want to do the same thing, who want to think of themselves with, you know, how is their mind, body, and soul. So we connect in that way. We put them together in a, a beautiful online community. And in that group, we help people um, give access to fitness, fitness for the mind and the body. So, um, and then we, and in that group also, we just, we share, we share what our struggles are. We share what we've been doing and we, we just, we're, we're celebrating that we're all in a group together, a unique community together that we're thinking of ourselves, our souls. What do we need? How do we need to feed our mind, our bodies and our soul? What do we need from that? And then we create we create that. So if someone comes into our group and says, well, I'd like more of the meditation. Well, we bring that into, into our environment. We have a nice, a nice group um, of just dynamic people who have the same vision. And it's really neat because when you're, when you're all connected with that feeling like, yeah, I want to nurture this part of me. Um, this is lacking. If you have one piece, say the fitness piece, and uh, some people, they work out all the time, all the time, but you can see in their face, something is 
hurting them. They, they go back home and then they might want to have those urges to eat. Then they don't know why and they don't know how to stop that. That's because, you know, the mind piece is missing. We need to get to the root of why are you wanting to eat? And what, what is that? Like, what is that connection? So if you connect all three dots for people and you put them in that community and they see that, you know, other people are dealing with this too. We all, we all need this. What happens is this like bubbling of excitement and joy. Again, the joy comes in right away. Everyone is feeling better connecting because we all watch say the same meditation video at the same time. And when you know others are meditating with you at the same time, do you know what kind of energy like that feels like? It's pretty, like, it's pretty incredible. So you're sitting there, you're in your own, you're in your home because right now the reality is a lot of us want to stay at home right now. And so through a virtual world, we are getting together in our minds and we're, we're, we're filling each other's cup through like a common energy. We're all saying, we're going to meditate together right now. And we do that. And then we're like, Oh, we're going to take this yoga class together. And we do that in our online community. And we, we, we cook together. We, we get together over zoom and we, we cook the same meal. So it's like, you've come over to my house now and you're cooking the same meal. And we talk about that. And then we toast and we cheers and we say, good night, enjoy the rest of your day. But now you can go back to your families. But for a short little while, we're surrounded by this group of people who just want to connect in that way. It's really, really refreshing. And um, it just, it keeps snowballing because when you feel that excitement, when you're in the group, well, you want to tell the next person and be like, please come into this, this health and wellness world with me. And so that's what we're creating a world a virtual world together of all these people who are like-minded and who are feeling the need to just take care of themselves in those three ways. That's uh, that's really cool that you're uh, actually uh, building that uh, that that positive community for people, especially now during the uh, the the COVID and the whole lockdown. Um, and uh, you guys call this the Seven Day Shakeup Program, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, how could how could somebody become a part of this positive space? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I do have a community Facebook group called Healthy is Happy. If you're on Facebook, I do have that community group. And in there, um, you would be able to see all the information you'd want to know about the seven-day shakeup program. Because what we do is we stay connected for seven days full on, and we take seven days off. And then we get back together for another seven and the cycle continues. Um, and it seems to be just the perfect amount of time to stay focused together. And then in the off seven days, we, we still connect, but not with the same intensity. And it seems to be a really good rhythm for everyone. Everyone's enjoying that rhythm. If you go into Healthy is Happy, that Facebook group, I also do cook-alongs with people. So I, I use my recipes from my cookbooks. Um, and I also grab from other amazing cookbook writers out there who have great clean eating recipes. And I, I'll do cooking demonstrations. And this actually started right at the beginning of COVID when I was like, my goodness, we're all just alone in our home. Like, what are we doing? I just want to talk to someone. And so I thought, I'm cooking. Why can't I cook with other people? And so I called it cooking with friends. And I literally just said, I'm cooking on Sunday at 4 p.m. If you want to cook with me, just watch along. Here are the ingredients you need. Let's just cook together. And that really, like, I just couldn't believe the response because 
you know, you, at the end of the day, we, we want, we crave connection, right? And so in that group, I've continued that. I haven't stopped, even though um, we're, you know, things are changing rapidly. There's phases coming in and out of what's happening to our lifestyle, but there's still a consistent group that's like, no, I want to see you on Sunday. I want to cook along with you. And then I'm going to go back to my family and enjoy the meal. But I am, you know, I'm coming to cook with you. So that happens in that group as well, not connected with the seven day shakeup. And we try to keep that group um, also giving you interesting articles to read, um, you know, interesting podcasts to listen to, like that sort of thing. Just share a community of like healthier mind, body uh, and soul. Like that is the purpose of that group. But in there, if you, if you head to that group, you will find me, you'll be able to message me and I'll be able to give you all the information about the, the private seven day shakeup group and all that it has to offer. Cool. Cool. Um, again, sticking with this topic with the whole COVID and uh, the lockdown, we all know that uh, the increase in uh, people suffering from depression out there and how that's being affected them mentally. What would the, what's the one thing that you could say to somebody who is suffering from depression because of this to keep, to keep their hopes up, to keep, uh, to keep them going? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would see everything is temporary, right? So we have to remember that this is, um, something that's happening to us, it has changed all of us, all of us. That's one thing that I have found really eye-opening to me is that the whole world, the entire world has been affected by one thing at the same time. And to me, that brought the whole world into like just my home. It was one day where I thought, my goodness, like this has put the whole world to a halt. So like, what am I going to do? And, And then it made me realize, I can't do anything and neither can my neighbor. Like we can't, we can't do anything. We are all suffering in the same way together. And with that togetherness, I felt a sense of comfort. So what I would say to someone who's still feeling that is like, please feel comforted in the fact that we are together and we are all um, experiencing something together. So get comfort in that togetherness because it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's affecting all of us. And I, what I find for myself personally is that when I'm feeling something that I don't want to be feeling, like if I wake up and I'm, I'm feeling low, I'm feeling lower, my energy's off, something's not right, I try to change that vibration that I'm feeling. Like I try to lift myself up. And, and what I do is I reach outward into, we're so lucky to have social media to be able to just touch someone else's life in a positive way. So what I try to do is I try to write something on my Instagram page um, that I hope will touch someone else's life. And it is what I want someone to tell me. So when I write a post, I'm telling the Instagram followers what I kind of want to hear for myself. And in some weird way, it helps lift me up. And then I know it's lifting others up. So really, I would just say, reach out, like try to Try to put out a message, look for people that are, are giving positivity and take from it because that's what we're trying to do. We are all connected. We're all so connected. So just reach out, look inward, look outward, like go look and, and, and just take and absorb and enjoy and, and try to hear the message. Cool. Mm-hmm. Where do you see uh, the seven day shake up? the healthiest, happy, and your cookbooks in the next five years? 
Well, I would really just love to see it grow on a much larger scale. Like I would like to see this um, for, for, you know, my cookbooks, they have reached uh, a global scale. I, I, you know, that, that did happen in that time. And um, right now with the seven day shakeup, it has the capacity as well to bring everyone in from all over the world to, to kind of have the same, the same, the same effect. And so like, for example, today, we had our first outdoor series where we took people outside for outdoor fitness, but we had um, our other team members in uh, London, Ontario. So we were in Guelph, Ontario. We had London, Ontario doing the exact same thing, the exact same exercise series, exact same playlist, exact same time. And we FaceTimed each other to just be like, acknowledge the other group that was about to do the same thing and be like, hey, we're doing this too. And, and how cool is that? And so I would love to see other cities do the same thing, same time, same vision, same music, that we're all connected in that way that we all basically want to lift each other up and get moving and feel better and put ourselves first. And we were all riding a high today from just that small little activity for hours afterwards. And I remember talking to my sister just like an hour ago and telling her, you really missed out. You should have come to this fun little event. I know it seems so little, but oh, well, you know, when you're tired in the morning and you're feeling sluggish, you can say no to this. I'm like, but if you had come, I guarantee you, your day would have turned around just like that because it's community, it's getting moving, it's being active, it's the outdoors, it's connecting and knowing that everyone has come to that same spot at the same time. Just like COVID put the whole world to a halt at the same time, we can create a positive energy at the exact same time from all over the world. So like, I, I would love to see pockets of this happening everywhere where we could all connect and say, yeah, we're doing this. There's so much power in that connection with others. And it's, it, the whole world's at our fingertips. Like we're just all, we're able to do that. So I would love to see, I would love to see that. I would love to see more ripple effects of that happening. Cool. What about mm -hmm. you personally? Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, on a yacht traveling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't see that at all. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, you know what? I really, I, I'd like to see more of, of, so my values, like what my values are of who I am and what I believe in, I would like to make sure that, that I always stay true to those. Like, so no matter what, in five years, I don't want to lose sight of that. My family is very important to me, my children, and, and making sure they become the best version of themselves. Like that's, that's my number one. And if I lose that, then I'm not going to be happy in five years if I've lost that connection with that value, you know, and if I've lost my passion, which is something I value deeply. Like I, if I, if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing, about the people around me, about the connections, about the planet, like about what's happening to the earth, if that's not what's resonating with me in five years, that will, that will not sit well with me. Like to me, it's really important that in five years I am, I'm valuing myself. Um, I'm not, self-love is really important. And, um, when you're a mom, you, and in the early stages of being a mom, you lose that. A lot of us lose that. Um, if you're struggling just personally, really go in deep and, and ask yourself, what do you, what do you feel about yourself and who you are? Because that might be what's happening. If you're not valuing your needs, that could be why 
you're, you're feeling the way you are and feeling defeatist or that self-sabotaging feeling I was feeling like three years back, like that was a real lack of my self-love and value in certain parts of my life. So I never, I never want to lose that. I want to see that. I want to see the ripple effect in my children that they're seeing what I'm doing and that they're inspired to do what they can do and know that they can do it and feel supported. And that'll, I'll be, I'll be thrilled with that. Good. That's very good. Um, if you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself <laughs> when you were 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Oh my gosh. I would tell myself to stop going out to the nightclubs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I would really, I would, I would most definitely tell myself to work on my values of who I am. I, I would really, uh, my 20 year old self, know who you are, know what's important. Don't just sit back and watch life happen. Like know what you want. Um, you know, at 20, like I really was living for others, pleasing others, very simple pleasures. Like, but if I had had the know-how of like, this is actually really important to me and I need to communicate this. I need to work on who I am and what's important and how to, how to communicate that message instead of just letting it bubble in my head. You know, the, the simple task of journaling and writing things down, that's made a world of difference. I wish I had known that at 20, that that simple activity would have, would have put me so much further ahead. I would have known what was important to me. I would have known what was blocking me. I wouldn't have spent, you know, my 20s unsure of myself and not, you know, not feeling confident. So I would tell that 20-year-old self to get down and start writing get journaling and know your values, know what's important to you. What keeps you up at night? <laughs> um, that is a good question. I am falling asleep at night. <laughs> I don't know if I'm staying up too much, but honestly, this, the seven day shakeup and the people that are being like, like a magnet, coming towards me and magnetically attracting themselves to me, the excitement and the passion that's happening around this is what's keeping me up at night, not in a bad way. I'm just so excited. I can't, like, I can't bring it down. I have to, I currently have to work on how to come down off of a high because it's just like, it's so nice. It's so nice to read messages from people who feel amazing because of something simple you've taught them to do to to take care of themselves in their mind like it's so important what's going on between our two ears like what are we saying to ourselves so when i hear like that positive feedback well i find it really hard to get down off that high I, it feels great so that's keeping me up but like i pre i want the messages to keep coming i just have to figure out how to how to get down off a high and i think that probably is a bit of breathing techniques and things like that <laughs> right we could all use some of that so yeah definitely, definitely. yeah <laughs> um any final thoughts um i just i i really i just really hope if anything what what you receive is that it's when you're driven by something and it feels greater than yourself like go for it and if you don't have the joy in it then you need to pause. You really, you really do need to pause and say, 
I'm doing this job right now, but I, if you're feeling nothing, then just reflect like, what's your value? What are you, what are you trying to push here? What's your message? And when that spark of joy comes in, you will be unstoppable. You will, you will not sleep at night because of joy. And that's a good reason to not sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that three months ago. Yeah. I slept well. Right. Well, that's a good, that's a good not sleeping. <laughs> that's a good not sleeping. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where can people find more about you? Um, so I do have an Instagram account that I'm, I'm active on. It's just samantha.bacopolis for Instagram. And then I, like I said earlier about my um, Facebook, um, just you can follow my public page, Healthy is Happy. It's a group page. And then I'm also, you know, I do have my three Greek sisters um, fan page as well with my cookbooks. So all those three areas are, if you're interested in any of those kinds of things about me, I am very much uh, aware of social media and active on it and will respond to any messages for sure. Cool. And uh, just for everybody out there listening, uh, all her links will be posted with in the notes underneath here. So you, all you have to do is just click on the links and you can get complete access into, uh, all, into all the links. And I have to say personally that I have been a part of uh, some of the seven day seven day shakeup. And uh, it's amazing. I've been following uh, Samantha with uh, a lot of her stuff and there's a lot of value in it. And for the price that she's offering, which is pretty much nothing, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's out of this world. So Samantha, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm forever grateful that you're, that you said yes. And you came on the show and to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world.